When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. W-A-B-C. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Good afternoon, folks. It is Steve Moore here. You are listening to the More Money Show. We are on every Saturday afternoon on this great radio station, WABC in New York. And I always say that it is a privilege and an honor to be able to uh, speak with you for an hour every Saturday afternoon. Thank you for joining. Our ratings are very good. So for the regular listeners, appreciate your tuning in. And if you're new to the show, I hope that you will become a regular. We talk about the intersection of money and economics and politics here. Um, I want to get right down to it. By the way, today, as I have been doing for the last number of weeks, I will take your calls at the bottom of the hour because I want to, I learn so much from listening to you. I always say this is the number one talk radio station in the United States of America uh, from coast to coast. We have listeners all the way up to Maine and all the way down to Georgia. So this is a great station with a powerful, powerful voice in American politics and an American economy. Um, thank you for joining in. I hope you're having a great weekend. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what's going wrong in this country because I am concerned. I love this country. You cut me. I bleed red, white, and blue, folks. But I am very concerned about the direction that we are going in. I'm concerned about what's happening, as we all are, uh, with respect to the feckless response to what's happened with this um, murderous uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, I'm ashamed of what uh, the way that the Western Europeans and, frankly, the United States. I, I do not understand what we're what we're doing, why we're allowing um, this murderer, murderer uh, Putin, to uh, to to occupy Ukraine with with such a meager meager response. And as I've said many show, times on this show, that I love to quote Ronald Reagan that um, that when you are weak, weakness is provocative. And unfortunately, uh, I hate to say this, but I think the United States looks weak right now. We have a weak leader. We have a weak leader, folks. And I, I, it pains me to say that because I have been privileged, and I'm not saying this to boast. I, I really believe this has been a great honor for me to have worked for both Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. And these are two presidents who were tough. I didn't always agree with everything they did, but they took tough stance and they put America first. Now, um, let's get right down to the issues of the day. Number one, inflation. Inflation is getting worse. It is not getting better. Let me say that again. Inflation is getting worse. We're looking at uh, inflation rates that, in my opinion, in the next few months are going to reach 10%, which is, which is heartbreaking. It is going to cause 
a lot of misery for people as these prices keep going up and up and up. It's not just gasoline. It's food prices. It's across the board, just about everything you buy. I tried to buy some airline tickets the other day. I just fell out of my chair when I saw how much these things are costing. The big problem, as I've said week after week, is when you have inflation, the price of things going up faster than the wages and the incomes of the American people, you're getting, we're all getting poor. Inflation is a thief. It steals from your paycheck. So even if you're getting a 5% raise this year, even a 6 or 7% raise, you're falling behind. Now think about what this inflation does to people who've put a lifetime of their earnings into savings. Your savings are being eroded. You know, you might look at your at your uh, stock portfolio or your savings account and say, oh, gosh, I was up 6 or 7% last year. Guess what? That's not good enough because when you got inflation at 8 9 10%, you're losing money. And this is going to cause not just real problems in the United States, but it's causing, you know, we're going to see potential food shortages uh, globally. Now, we're going to get through this. We're going to see higher food prices. But for other poor countries in the world, this is going to cause mal- malnutrition, uh, hunger, and God forbid, even starvation um, because of policies, not just the United States, but around the world that have abandoned the free enterprise system. I've said it so many times on this show, but is one of my mantras. The free enterprise system is the goose that lays the golden eggs. It's private enterprise. Government doesn't create anything, folks. All government does, and I'm not saying we don't need government. We do need a good government and a a government that spends money frugally and wisely. I don't think we have that right now. Do you? Uh, By the way, I want that's going to be the question of the day. Do you think our government is spending money wisely? Do you think they're spending it frugally? Do you think they're spending the money as well as you and I would spend our own money? Milton Friedman used to always say, you know, Government, when somebody else is spending your money, they're not going to be very attentive to how they're spending it and watching, as my mom used to say, their P's and Q's. Uh, So we have a crisis of higher prices. We have an energy crisis. And again, I know for those of you regular listeners to the show, I'm kind of repeating myself, but it's so important for those of you who are new to the show. The reason that we have inflation today, folks, The primary reason, I'd say, well, actually, there's two. The number one reason, and this is so obvious. I know you all know what I'm going to say. We are spending trillions of dollars we don't have, right? We are spending trillions and trillions of dollars we don't have that we have to go out and borrow for, and then the Fed has to print money for, and we're just flooding the economy like we're dumping money out of helicopters. I love the idea now that you've got all these governors, like Gavin Newsom of California, saying, oh, we're just going to give everybody a $500 check. You know, how much, how, do people really think the government can just send out free money to people? I want to make it very clear to folks. The only way that the government can give me a dollar is to take a dollar away from you. The government doesn't produce anything. This is a fiction. The government just redistributes. And again, I'm not saying we shouldn't have government. We need good roads. We need new bridges. We need uh, uh, national security. We need a court system. We need jails and we need prisons and we need schools. But when you've got a government that is so out of control, and thank God, thank God we did not pass. Can you imagine, folks? 
just think about how bad the inflation would be today if if they had passed that insane five trillion dollar build back better bill now here's the thing biden keeps saying this over and over again i wonder if he drinks his own kool-aid he keeps saying that passing that bill would reduce inflation really i mean that's, that's like saying that's like saying you know if you've got somebody with cancer you give them a, a pack of uh, you know marlboro cigarettes I, it just makes no sense so what is the solution to this inflation it is cutting cutting government spending I'm in favor of a 10% across the board reduction in every single government agency. And I'm here to tell you folks, as someone who has worked in the government and worked in the budget office and seen how this money is wasted, we can do this. We can cut 10% easily from every agency, including the defense budget. Yeah, I want a strong defense, but there's a lot of waste in the Pentagon as well. Cut the agencies by 10% as a starter. That's the opening bit. And then let force these agencies to suck in their stomach and tighten their belts and do more with less. Incidentally, that's what every profitable business does, right? It does more with less. It becomes more efficient. Isn't it interesting? This is one of, more, one of my axioms. That when you look at the areas where inflation is out of control, it tends to be the areas the government has control. So the two areas over the last 30 years we've seen the most, biggest price increases have been, you know, college tuition slash education costs and healthcare, and those are the ones that the government sticks its nose in. I'm here to tell you, I think if we actually had a more private system in education and a more private system in healthcare, we would get better results and we would have lower costs. Now. I'm going to make one other quick point before I turn it over to my friends, uh, Ryan and Bob Payne, who are going to give you the financial outlook, because that's critical. Um, we also need to be producing more oil and gas and coal and nuclear power and everything. The countries that are the number one, the, the, if we're going to retain our position as the global economic superpower, we have to be number one in technology all the new age technologies. And I think we're doing a great job of that. But we also, energy, energy is the master resource. We're learning what's happening in Europe, right? If you're following what's happening with, with the Russian invasion, how is that being financed? It's all being financed with petrodollars. That's the only thing that Putin has. They don't have much industry. You know, the, well, I'll give you one last statistic. I know I'm going on, but I, I want people to realize the United States has a $22 trillion economy, $22 trillion. We're by far the biggest. Anybody know what Russia's is? Think about this, folks. Compare Russia's economy with the United States economy. Their economy is $2 trillion. We're $22 trillion. So we're 10 times more productive uh, and more output than they produce. All they produce, they're a third world country that produces oil and gas. If we produce more oil and gas here, right? We keep producing it in Texas and Alaska and Pennsylvania and West Virginia and North Dakota. And California, by the way, is one of the most energy rich places on the planet. Then we suck money out of Russia. You see what I'm saying? We, the money doesn't flow to Moscow any longer and it doesn't fund their war machine. So Joe Biden, drill, mine for our coal, mine for our uh, resources. No country in the world. God endowed this great country of ours with more natural resources than any other country in the world, and yet we're importing them because we won't produce them here. Thank you, the green energy lobby. Um, 
if I sound, I sound frustrated this, this afternoon, folks, I am frustrated, frankly. I'm frustrated with what we're doing with our country, with what our politicians in Washington are doing to put our great country in security danger and economic danger, and it has got to be fixed. I didn't always agree with Donald Trump. I worked for him. I admire the man, but he did put America first. The question for the day is, is this president putting America first with his energy policies, his spending policies, his tax policies? I say no, but I want to hear from the rest. I'm going to take a quick break, but this is the fifth week in a row. I am pleading with a Democratic listener, because I know we have Democrats and liberals who listen to this show as well, and I appreciate that. I will give you two or three minutes. I will be totally respectful if you can explain to me the Biden energy policy. Explain it to me and defend it. Because, and I've asked for five weeks now, for regular listeners know, and we have not gotten, we get a lot of callers, but we have not gotten a single caller to defend these Biden policies. I will be totally respectful. I'm begging someone who is a liberal, a Democrat, a Green, you explain to us how this Biden energy policy makes any sense. This is the More Money Show. We'll be right back. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or Elevate Wellness Group. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Hey, it's Ryan Payne, Bob Payne from Payne Capital Management. Of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Here on More Money this morning, we're talking the economy, the stock market, your financial planning. And Bob, man, oh man, we've had some big updates in the market as interest rates continue to go higher. Oil prices continue to go higher, but it seems to me like we're actually starting to see a big rebound here. And, you know, most pundits out there, Bob, I have to call it out. They've been wrong. They've been telling us that it's the end and it doesn't look like it's the end of me. Well, it doesn't, Rye, because uh, our Federal Reserve Chairman, Jerome Powell, we we call him Jay here, our good old boy Jay, he ended up increasing interest rates, 25 basis points, a simple quarter of 1%. A lot of pundits said it was going to be 50 basis points, 100 basis points, only a quarter of 1%. And then the market took off. Stocks have done nothing but go up since his announcement and bonds have gone straight down. Hey, Rye, I feel bad for you if you didn't listen to us and get out of those bond funds. Yeah, bond funds are taking it on the chin, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, uh, because interest rates are going up. But this is also one of the things you have to remember is I'm getting a lot of questions like, hey, Ryan, I don't get it. Interest rates are going up. Isn't that bad for stocks? Why is the stock market going up? Well, the reason is the market was pricing in that months ago, right? The market's forward-looking. So we knew in January that the Fed was going to raise interest rates. So when it actually happened this past week, well, it's a non-event. It was already priced into the stock market. It was already priced in the stock market. As a matter of fact, the stock market was repriced, um, which is what happened. You know, Back on January 4th, we had an all-time record high, and then markets just turned on a dime, went straight down because they were adjusting their asset prices to the new environment of higher interest rates. And then once the Fed did raise rates, right, we were off to the races. 
Yeah, and it's something that it's it's hard to grasp, where right? Everyone's like, well, I don't understand it. You know, this is what's going on right now. It's not about what's going on right now. We know we have the Russian-Ukraine conflict. We know we have higher oil prices. We know we have inflation. We know we have rate hikes. And we know we have China have apparently having another lockdown, if we can believe that, Bob, even. Not that I'm a conspiracy uh, theorist. But, but the point is, the market's not thinking about that. The market's looking ahead to what's going to happen over the next 12 months, 24 months, and as you and I know, what we're looking at, things actually look pretty good. Well, they do. And it just points to why you have to have a plan based on your goals, based on a strategy, based on achieving those goals. Because it's just, it looks so easy. Oh, I should have sold in January and bought in March. Um, it's so intuitive. I mean, so many of my clients said, Bob, I was so concerned that, um, you know, I thought maybe for the first time in 47 years, you should have had me out of the stock market. But we know that's a fool's errand, right? Because since the beginning of the year, commodities are up almost 30%. Pipelines are up 15%. If you own blue chip value stocks, you have a positive return for the year. Market timing doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And I think this is a great example of how treacherous it can be and how, to your point, Bob, different markets move at different times, right? Like we've said this before, but I couldn't have predicted at the beginning of the year. I could have said, hey, Bob, I just suspect that Putin – you know, he's going to go in there and he's going to invade Ukraine and it's going to make commodity prices go wild, right? If I, if I knew that, I'd be on my yacht. <laughs> but because we have diversification, you know, having commodities in your portfolio, and to your point, value stocks, which have held up well, they're actually positive for the year. It, it just pays to have your money spread out, have that proverbial all-weather portfolio, because you never know what's going to happen next. Well, you know, Raleigh, I'm a big history buff. I was a history major back in my pre-law days back in the 70s. And history demonstrates and has shown that once the Federal Reserve starts a rising rate cycle, stocks don't go down. They tend to go up and are typically higher almost 100% of the time 12 months after the first hike. Bob, I'm not going to lie. I like those odds a lot. <laughs> and, you know, in, in, you know, Jay Powell, Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chair, he did speak this week. And, you know, he did make a lot of good points. He says, look, you know, you had a lot of questions about, are we going to go into recession? And we're hearing every economist, strategist out there talking about recession fears. You know, there's a big chance we're going to go into recession. And he's saying, no, it's the exact opposite. He's like, look, the job market is hot right now. You know, it's never been this hot. Supply chains, you know, if you look at supply chains, they're actually getting better. Like you have those backlog of ships or vessels sitting out there on those LA ports, you know, the amount of backlogs going down. So, you know, inflation is going to normalize, but wages are going to stay high. That's a combination for an economic boom, not a recession. It is, right? It's going to turn out that Jerome Powell, our friend Jay, was actually correct months ago when he said that inflation would be transitory, it will be transitory because shipping bottlenecks are starting to, you know, unclog, right? Your delivery times have fallen noticeably in the recent months. You've got uh, ships out at the LA port where there was a hundred vessels waiting to unload. There's now 50, right? So I even had a car dealer call me the other day, Ryan. He said, I promise you, Bob, I won't have you pay a penny over MSRP where everybody's been paying 10, 15, 20,000 above the list price. Unheard of. You know, I think the one thing you have to remember is the economy is not going to reopen twice, right? This is a one-time event, a big phenomenon. And a lot of the things that we've been spending money on, whether it's new hardware for our computers, like, you know, for our podcast, we bought lots of equipment. Um, you know, you're not going to do that again. You're going to end up spending more money on services when you go out to dinner again. You know, you leave your you leave your home and you go on trips. A lot of people are going to travel this summer. They're going to get in their car. They're going to go places. They're going to fly. 
And it's going to be a big, huge shift in where the actual spending is. And again, that's actually going to take pressure off of inflation, no matter what they tell you. Well, that's the, that's the, the thing about investing. We talk about it being counterintuitive all the time. Well, I must have had at least a dozen clients call me over the last couple of weeks and say, how do you and Ryan know what we're thinking and know what we're doing? He said, just as we stopped you know, uh, worried about COVID and started to get out. We just booked a cruise. We booked a trip to Europe. We booked a trip to the Bahamas. I mean, how do you guys know that? <laughs> Wait a second, Bob. That sounds like a recession to me. People are going to travel all summer. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, as you know, we like to keep it simple, us pain men. And look, the economy is strong. We know corporate profits are actually going up, even in the face of higher oil prices. Interest rates, even though they're going up, they're still historically low and stocks are attractive. What am I missing here? You're not missing anything. You're just right again. Economists, they look at the numbers, right? The numbers say consumer confidence is down. When you talk to the actual consumer, they say, yeah, things look bad. But I got $2 trillion on my balance sheet. I'm going to go out and spend. I don't feel good about it, but I'm getting out. And I'm going to travel. <laughs> I'm going to spend. You never discount the U.S. consumer. They always spend. They spend more than any economist could ever imagine. As the sun rises in the east, Americans will spend money. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, I need a game plan. I've been sitting in cash. I've been sitting in a portfolio that's gotten crushed over the course of the last couple months. As inflation's gone higher, interest rates have gone up. I need that game plan. Here's a shot to do it. We literally have 10 slots we keep open for the show. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement and you call right now, Bob and I will run for you our total financial master plan. We'll do it with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review where we literally look at everything for you. We put together your own personalized financial portal. We're going to look at every holding that you have. There's no other firm on Wall Street that will do this work up front for no cost. We will literally look at every financial issue you have. We'll address it. We'll nip it in the butt. We're going to look at income. Income is so critical for retirement. What's your income plan? If you're getting close to retirement, retired now, how do you draw from your portfolio without running out of money? How do you take Social Security? How do you take those pensions that you have? We're going to put together a full income plan to make sure you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves, loves to sell you products that have high fees. They're complex and tax inefficient. We're going to go through every investment, show you how to reduce the cost on those investments, optimize your portfolio for taxes so there's more money in your pocket because I think taxes are going higher. There's lots of proactive moves we can show you how to make right now and we're going to look at diversification. Is your money in, in too much growth, too many tech stocks that just got hammered? Or have you been sitting with way too much money in cash, earning nothing? As inflation is running close to 8%, you're losing on your money. We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We have 10 slots if you have over $750,000 saved for retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844 844- Seven five two six six nine two. That's eight four four seven five two six six nine two. Just simply call eight four four Plan NYC. That's eight four four P L A N N Y C. If you're one of our next ten callers, you've saved over seven hundred fifty thousand for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost. No strings attached, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC.
NYC. So, Bob, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E with over a billion dollars that we manage for over a thousand families. And we probably run over like a thousand financial plans a year with our several certified financial planners on staff. We also have someone studying for their CFA is, you know, we always look at the complete, what we call financial life audit. What blows my mind is you always find assets out there that you forgot you had, like these diamonds in the rough. I think didn't they used to call you a diamond in the rough, Bob. I think think maybe when I was five. (laughs) And, you know, what I think is really therapeutic is when you put everything together in one place, you know, we build this financial portal, you start finding like assets that just like come out of the blue, like those old 401k plans that you forgot about. Yeah, let's face it, Rye, 401k is probably one of the greatest financial innovations in the history of investing. And it's a great opportunity for you to save money, defer taxes, you know, grow money for retirement. But let's face it, that platform is the most awful platform you could have for investing your money, right? <laughs> First of all, you got such a limited menu. Why do you have such a limited menu of investments in a 401k, right? Well, you know, a lot of times because it's like an insurance company or some asset manager that runs that plan and they only want you to own their funds. No conflict of interest there, Bob. <laughs> and you know, they tend to be very like fee laden too, because a lot of the administrative costs get divvied up across the plan. So you're paying for someone else's admin costs along with your own, especially if you have more money in that plan than other participants. It's not really a democracy when you're one of these old 401k plans. Well, you know, my biggest beef about 401ks and about insurance companies, about big brokerage firms and banks is the only investment option they give their investors, their clients in a 401k are those big weapons of mass financial destruction, right? Bond funds. Oh my God. Um, And right now, a great example of that, right? Interest rates are going up, bond prices are going down, and you're looking at bond funds specifically, they're getting hit harder. And the problem is if you have like a big 401k plan, you have a lot of money in bond funds, that's not safety. If you want to own a bond, it should come due. And that's more important as you get into that financial red zone, right, Bob? You're like five, 10 years out from retirement or retired now. You don't want to have all your money in a big 401k plan. Hey, Rye, a good friend of mine called me the other day. He's got his retirement assets with Vanguard. He called the, called the 800 number, had to wait you know, an hour for somebody to call him back. Hey, my <laughs> bond funds are down 12, 15%. Oh, don't worry about it. It'll, it'll be okay someday. I mean, that's not financial advice. <laughs> yeah, and when someday is you're looking to retire soon or retire now, someday doesn't help you at all, right? Um, and I think that's, that's a big problem, and we see this a lot because you know, what happens is your, your 401k becomes like a big taking tax time bomb as well because you have all this money in this deferred plan, and you can roll that money into an individual retirement account where you have much more flexibility with options. You can look to take money out on your own schedule as opposed to the IRS's schedule, you know, that gives you a huge advantage when it comes to your financial plan. Not to mention, right, it's a lousy investment for estate planning. And so, you know, we would advise if you have an old 401k, you work for a different company now, roll it over to an IRA, you get a better menu, you get better options, better control in every aspect of your financial plan. So, right, the other, what other diamonds right. in the rough should we have a look at? Life insurance, Bob, right? I Ooh. mean, how many of us, we're never, we're ne- we never buy life insurance. We're always sold insurance products. And- a lot of times you might have these old policies, like these whole life policies, which tend to be very expensive in nature. And a lot of times you build up a lot of cash value in these policies and you have a death benefit. And the question is, do I still need this insurance? Do I get rid of it? 
Um, and a lot of times it might make sense to get rid of that policy, especially if you don't need insurance anymore because you're self-funded. Well, Rod, there's two ways to uh, insure your life, right? You can hire an insurance company and pay them for that privilege, which is something everyone should consider doing and should do, especially when they're younger with a family. But then if you have success in life and you've accumulated wealth, you can use a different insurance company yourself. You can self-insure. And I just had a call with a client the other day, and he said, hey, Bob, are we at that point? We both agreed. We were. And we just stopped paying our premiums and our insurance policy because now we're self-insuring. Exactly right. And there's so many ways to do that, right? And you can also change your policy, but you know, your life has changed a lot over the next, you know, over a 20, 30 year period. And if you have an insurance policy that you bought like 20, 30 years ago, it probably needs to be looked at again for what your options are. You know, the other thing that blows my mind, Bob, when we do this like financial audit and we put everything, you know, in that financial portal and we look at everything and you look at all the different accounts you have, the amount of cash and money market and CDs you're sitting on can add up to be a lot of money. Like some cases, $500,000, a million dollars earning 0.0001%. Meanwhile, inflation was just like 8%. You're losing and you don't even realize how much money you have in cash. It's crazy. Well, that's it. That shows up almost every week with uh, all of you calling in and letting us take a look at your financial situation because a lot of you were taught from birth, right? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. So what happens, right? They've got 16, 17, 18, 25 accounts, all with different holdings. And then when you add it all up, sometimes you can find out, like we did the other day with a new client, they had 25% of their money in cash, not just recently, but over the last four years and one of the greatest bull market moves in history. Yeah, and how many of you are in that situation right now? And the problem is, and we talk about this a lot, but your stakes are so much higher, right? It was not like the last 10 years, a little bit different. We had very low inflation. It barely averaged 2% a year. But now we're talking about 8% inflation. We're talking about heightened inflation moving into the next 5, 10, 15 years. And every day you're sitting in cash earning nothing, you're losing, you're going backwards when it comes to your financial plan. And that's a bad place to be. And we know, and in, based on history, in an inflationary environment, the worst place you want to be are bond funds, which we don't like, and cash. And a lot of you have a lot of money there right now. That's going to be a big problem if you want to be financially independent. We see it all the time, Bob. It's a big, big problem. Well, here's the thing. This is what you're up against when you're sitting with all this cash. We just had the CPI come in, let's call it 8%, you know, 7.9, 8%. So that's 800 basis points working against you. If you're sitting in cash right now, if you're lucky, you're getting one basis point. Now, let me see, Rye. One versus 800. That's a steep mountain to overcome. You are losing big every single day you're sitting in cash right now. Well, look at it this way. It's like you're sitting in cash. It's like a fee on your money of 8% a year, right? It's like having an 8% expense ratio sitting in an investment product. That's kind of like what a money market is right now. So, and don't get me wrong, you always have to have cash, right? Six to 12 months, depending on your comfort and depending on where you are in life or any big purchases you want to have, you always want to have your cash reserve. But beyond that, your assets have to be productive. In retirement, your needs or your retirement needs are going to double over 20 years. Or said another way, every asset you have is going to be worth half over the next 20 years. This is a problem you got to solve for. Most of you aren't doing it. We see your portfolios each week in and out. You've got to address that today. No, absolutely right. So, and it's just a matter of looking in the context of all your other investments, because a lot of you don't realize that when you put it all together into one picture, you actually have a lot more money than you think you do. 
you know, I think the biggest compliment we get from you week after week is, man, you guys care more about my money than I do. Well, if you're not caring enough, you should call us and should let us do this review because you probably have more risk than you know. And risks are something that only recognize in hindsight. You know what that means, right? It's always too late once the risk yeah, is you've recognized. Gotta be- yeah, you've got to be proactive, not reactive. And you're thinking to yourself right now, look, we have about six slots left. If you call or text us right now, we'll put together our total financial master plan. We'll do a no obligation or cost. There's no other firm out there that will literally do this work up front where we'll go through every single investment you own. We will build you your own personalized financial portal so we get a bird's eye view of everything. We'll look at what you're sitting on in cash. We'll look at where you have too much over concentration of money, where your risks are. We're going to address every financial issue you have. We're going to look at that income game plan. You've, you've got to have a game plan for income when it comes to retirement. How are you going to pull from your portfolio with inflation going up every single year? How are you supposed to take Social Security? There's so many ways to take Social Security. We're going to show you to optimize it for you so you have an income plan where you don't run out of money. We're going to look at fees and taxes, insurance products, annuities, mutual funds, brokerage firms love to sell you high-fee, complex, tax-inefficient products. We go through all of them. We cut through the BS. We show you where all the hidden costs are, how to reduce them, how to optimize your portfolio for taxes, especially with the government's huge deficit. Taxes are going up. You've got to be proactive. We're going to put together our full tax game plan, show you how to reduce tax, and we're going to look at diversification, where your over-concentrated risk is, how to reduce that risk. Did your portfolio take a beating over the course of the last couple of months as markets have sold off? Or have you sat with too much money in cash? Paralysis by analysis. Can't figure out what to do as the inflation clock is ticking. We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it. Over the rest of your life, we have six slots left. Give us a call or text right now if you have over $750,000 saved for retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844 752 6692. That's 844 752 6692. Or simply call 844 Plan NYC. That's 844 P L A N N Y C. If you're one of our next six callers, you've saved over 750000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation, there's no cost, there's no strings attached but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about our firm, Pain Capital Management, again, P-A-Y-N-E, go to bbullish.com. You can check out our podcast. So as my brother involved, three pains in a pod. Go to bbullish.com. You'll learn more about our firm. Get more information on what we do, how we do it. Go to bebullish.com. Stay right there. We got more, more money coming your way. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. This is Ryan Payne filling in for Bob for this week's market update. 
Stocks globally delivered their second consecutive week of gains. This is the first we've seen of this in 2022, as investors continue to weigh economic risks from the Federal Reserve's new tightening policy and Russia's war in Ukraine. Sentiment among investors remains overly pessimistic, despite strong global flash PMI or manufacturing data for March, suggesting the world economy is much more resilient than has been expected given the extreme geopolitical uncertainty. Here in the U.S., the labor market remains ultra-tight as weekly jobless claims set the lowest level since 1969. Companies are holding on tight to their existing workers amid widespread labor shortages. Of course, a scarcity of workers means higher wages for employees, forcing companies to raise their prices, hence more inflation for you and me. Not to mention, oil prices are now up over 21% for the month. Ouch. High inflation is forcing the U.S. Central Bank to become more hawkish more quickly. Jerome Powell signaled a willingness to roll out a larger-than-typical 50-basis-point rate hike to address inflation if deemed necessary. Cousin Jerome's comments spooked the bond market as fixed income prices fell, with U.S. Treasuries now poised for their biggest annual loss since 1949. Bond fund buyers beware. The benchmark U.S. 10-year Treasury yield now sits at a three-year high, trading above 2.4%. So as Ukrainian troops are recapturing towns east of capital Kiev, forcing Russian troops to fall back on their overextended supply lines, the world is resolved to push forward in the face of extreme adversity. So as my father Bob says, the world doesn't end very often. So if you're thinking to yourself, I need a strategy that can conquer inflation, a world of uncertainty to make sure I secure my retirement, well, here's your shot to do it. If you give us a call or text at 844-752-6692, that's 844-752-6692. We'll do a full analysis of your total portfolio, put together a full game plan, and let of all the uncertainty in the world, give us a call or text at 844-PLAN-NYC, that's 844-PLAN-NYC. This is Ryan Payne for this week's Market Update. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is Steve Moore. You're listening to the More Money Show on WABC, the number one talk radio station in these United States. So thanks so much for spending some of your Saturday afternoon um, to become more um, educated and more um, knowledgeable about what's going on with our economy and what's going on with politics. Um, I want to give that number again because um, this is Freedom of Speech Radio. And I want to make sure that we get as many callers in as we can today, because this is the highlight of the show for me is to hear from you. That number for the More Money Hotline is 1-800-848-9222. Let me say that again. 1-800-848-9222. The More Money Challenge for the fifth straight week, five weeks in a row, I pleaded with one of my liberal Democratic friends and listeners, anyone, to call in and explain, and we will be very respectful, we'll we'll listen intently, if you can explain the logic behind Biden's energy policy, where we're reducing our output here in the United States, but increasing our imports from countries like Saudi Arabia and Russia 
and Iran and Venezuela and OPEC countries that want to do us harm. I don't understand the logic of it. Maybe someone can disabuse me of this. But for five weeks, no, four weeks, this will be the fifth week, we've not got one single liberal or Democrat to call in and explain this because, and I'm just going to surmise, that maybe that's because this is an illogical, unexplainable policy that's doing great damage to our economy. Um, I'm going to take your calls in a minute, but I want to <laughs> I want to just bring up one other quick issue before we get to these calls. Um, and this is kind of semi-serious um, and important, which is, what do you think about tipping? Do you think that um, tipping is racist? There is a new... Um, tweet out by the uh, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, uh, who she says that uh, that uh, tipping waiters and waitresses and bartenders and service employees is somehow a racist thing to do. And that we this is simply a way of shifting the cost of paying for employees from the companies to the to the customers. I don't see it that way. I think tipping is a great thing to do. I, I tend to be a pretty good tipper. I try I probably average 20%. Um, and uh, I know some of you probably are at 25%, especially during COVID when there is this shortage of workers. I, I have increased my tipping amount. I hope you have too. But here's why I like tipping, okay? And, and I'd like to get a few callers in on this too. As, as pre-market people, uh, like most of you are, and I certainly am, we believe that incentives matter. That's the genesis of free market economics, that people will, will act in their self-interest. And by acting in their self-interest in the, in the free market economy, they will do good for themselves and do good for others. Because if they're not providing you with something you want, you just don't buy it. And so tipping is a way of saying an appreciation for a you know, if you have a waiter who does a great job or somebody, we had some moving people who moved in some of our furniture recently, and we gave them a good tip. They did a great job. But the great thing about tipping also is if somebody does a lousy, lousy job, you can you cannot tip them. And you can say, look, I'm not happy with your performance. I would have given you an extra 100 bucks or something like that. But you didn't do the job. You were surly. You were a surly waiter. You, you didn't give me the service that I wanted. So this is an incentive structure, right? And somebody, here's another, can somebody explain to me how tipping is racist? <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand the logic of that. Okay, so those are the couple things that I want to talk about. Uh, one, semi, you know, not important, but yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, it is important. By the way, waiters and waitresses and bartenders like to be tipped. They like tipping. They like this arrangement where they get a, a, free, a, a, a flat salary and then they make most of their money from the tips because they do a good job. Um, and so I like tipping. I think it's a great, it's an American tradition. A lot of some of the European countries don't have tipping, but I'd like your thoughts on that. But I also want to hear from people. What do you think about the Biden energy policy? Cause every day that goes by, I get more frustrated with this. Okay. Mr. Producer, who is our first caller, please. And where are they from? Let's go to Jerry and new Brunswick. Jerry, what have you got for us this afternoon? Thanks for calling in. Uh, yes, yeah, so just a quick question. I listen to a lot of talk radio and uh, your show and, uh, and whatever, and I never hear any of the great empirical scientists on these shows. I don't know if they're afraid to come on, but you never hear a Will Happer or a Roy Spencer or John yeah. Christie. And I don't know why it is. Uh, 
But these people have opposing views, and I don't know if they're afraid for academic reasons or losing uh, sponsorships. I'm, but, you know, and we talk about what the greatest danger to America is, China, yeah. Russia. Forget yeah. about it. If we stay free, they'll never catch us. Our yeah. greatest yeah. danger yeah. is this, stu- this stupid yeah. energy yeah. policy that they're pushing. All right. Great call, Jerry. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, couldn't agree with uh, more with everything that you just said. And one of the problems is that those uh, people, when you talk about the scientists and the professors and the people who are experts in the field, whether it's environmentalism or climatology or whether it's biology or health, um, I have talked to many of them. I know a lot of them. Now, some are courageous enough to speak out and say, hey, a lot of things we did with COVID, I, I would say about half of the things we were told about COVID at the beginning turned out to be false. Uh, I love this new term. Have you heard this new term that, quote, the science changed? <laughs> Wait a minute. Science doesn't change. It's, it's our understanding of chi- science that changes. And so I hate this term, um, scientific consensus or settled science. Um, there are a lot of things that are not settled in science, including how we deal with climate change, even if it's happening. And what you have right now is a kind of a censorship industry of the left. They don't want to hear, even if we're, what we're saying is true, and 95% of the times, since we're conservative free market people, what we say is true, they don't want to hear from it. I got an argument with um, a relative um, over this weekend. We had a family reunion. And we try to avoid talking about politics because we're divided on that, these issues. But at some point, you know, the issue of Trump came up and I defended the president because I work for him. And I think he was a great president. And I, I, I laid out the facts. And as soon as I laid out the facts, ah, we don't want to hear about any of this. We don't want to hear it. They didn't refute what I said. They did. Oh, no, Trump is a racist. By the way, this is my other Moore's axiom. Whenever the liberals accuse you of being a racist, they're losing the argument, right? That's their fallback position. When they don't have the facts, they accuse us of being either racist or fascist. Okay, Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Let's go to Mike in St. James. Mike, thanks for calling in this afternoon. What do you got for us, sir? Hello, Steve. Two quick ones. If the Republicans take the House and the Senate in November, can't uh, if they take any steps. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me answer that first one, then I'll hear your second question. Yes, the Republicans will win. I'm going to, here it is. You ready, Mike? uh, I'm going to predict the Republicans are going to pick up 50 seats in the House, five O seats in the House. They need five to take the majority. And that means Nancy Pelosi on January 21, 2023, will no longer be the Speaker of the House. What's your second question? Yes. Uh, can't Biden veto any steps they take to improve the economy? Sorry, what steps should Biden take? If, Is that your if question? The Congress takes, tries to pass oh, any laws to improve. Okay, so uh, thanks for calling in, Mike. Great call. Um, look, I'm not a rah-rah Republican, folks. I'm not. I don't think Republicans are the salvation. I really don't. They, they're big spending Republicans. The other day, Mitt Romney voted with the Democrats on not ending mass mandates. So I'm, I'm not here. If you think I'm here to cheerlead for the Republicans, I'm not, I'm not your guy. I think Republicans are right now are better than the Democrats for sure. I think that it's sad the Democrats have gone over the deep end um, in terms of their uh, green energy policies and their 
abandonment of, of free enterprise and their obsession with income redistribution. We, we, we want to create wealth. We want to create wealth, right? That's what we want to do. What they want to do is redistribute it. Okay, Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Our next caller is Gordon from Brooklyn. Sorry? Uh, Gordon uh, from Brooklyn. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yes, Mr. Moore, glad to talk to you. I certainly would vote for Trump any day of the week over any Democrat for president. Be, that being said, I understand there was a meeting of European leaders some time yeah. ago in which Trump publicly castigated number yeah. of them for their uh, dependence on, for their policy yeah. of dependence on Russian oil. You are 100 percent correct, sir. That's why I love taking our callers. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, my buddy Larry Kudlow was actually at that meeting. And you can go to YouTube, folks, because we don't make this stuff up. You can go to YouTube and you can see the video. I think it was uh, three or four or five years ago. I don't know exactly the date, but it was early in Trump's presidency. And he was sticking, he was shaking his finger at those, I think they were mostly German uh, leaders, and saying, do not become dependent on Russian oil and gas because it will be the demise of you. And you can look at that video and they're laughing at him. And he, you are so right, sir. He, Donald Trump was 100 percent on that. One of the reasons we're in the fix we're in, one of the reasons you've got this murderous tirade going on in Ukraine with uh, thousands of Ukrainians now dead is because the, the Europeans disregarded and laughed at what Trump said. We should be the oil and gas that that Europe needs. By the way, they could be producing their own. They because they went all green, they stopped producing their own gas. But for now, we should we should be shipping our oil and gas. So think about how many jobs that would be. Think about how many jobs we could be creating, folks. Okay, we got time for one more question. Great, great. I'm still hoping a liberal would call in, but Mr. Producer, I think we have time for one more. Who have we got? Last caller will be Alice from Long Island. Alan, thanks for calling in. What do you got, sir? Uh, this is Alice from Long Island. And yeah, Alice, I'm, Long Island. I'm so Sorry glad you that. came in. I was hoping that a woman would call in today, so I'm glad you did. I think you're looking at it from the wrong uh, point of view. The fact is that it is all very successful for this transformation of America that uh, Mr. Obama talked about in 2008. Well, wait, wait, wait. Alice, what's successful about it? It's successfully destroying this country. When you mean you think this is intentional? I absolutely do. Look at all the look at everything wow. put together. Look at uh, it about, all put together. Yeah. And look well, up now, Agenda uh, Twenty One from the UN. You know, you look at Alice. You make a good point. We're running out of time, so thank you for calling in. It's a it's an interesting point. I get asked this question all the time when I give speeches and I'm on TV. Do you think this is intentional? And I don't know if it's intentional or whether it's just bad economics. But I'm here to tell you, folks, the solution to our problems is to limit this government, cut taxes, get back to the freedom, free enterprise, Trump agenda. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment.
investment guide and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com. 